Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I am your host, Les Lukacs, once again joined by Joey Cohen. Uh, Joey, great to have you back on. Another uh, pretty good event this weekend. It took us over to Fullerton College for our uncommitted games where we had a pretty good group of 23s and 24s, and I believe we had, uh, oh, two 25s there as well. Uh, but uh, another... Another pretty stout event for us here uh, in Southern California to kind of put a bow on the fall season as we look ahead now to some high school fall ball, winter ball, and uh, get ready for the spring. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid event. You know, this event, unlike the last three or four that we had, was an open registration event, you know, for uncommitted players. It was uncommitted games. And, you know, with those types of events, you know, both of us know we can get, you know, a mixed bag in terms of, you know, like the talent skill, you know, from talent skill perspective. But, you know, both of us were, you know, very pleased with all the players' abilities. And, you know, I think we both circled some names after Sunday that, you know, we both want to continue to follow into the, the fall and winter and, you know, into the spring next year. Yeah, you know, that's that that's kind of the idea of the event is to identify some uncommitted guys that, you know, we certainly plan on following uh, into the spring, as you said, and, and, you know, kind of boost them up because, uh, you know, we did come up with a list of guys and, and while the event was fairly small in nature, you know, we still had, uh, quite a handful of standouts. Yeah. I think, you know, there's about, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, eight to 10 guys on this you know podcast today, but you no, know, there was about, you know, 12 to 15 guys that you know, we were like, okay, these are guys that we can definitely see, you know, getting stronger and, you know, advancing in terms of their skill set this fall and, and, and spring and you know hopefully you know being guys that we can help out in terms of a recruiting perspective um next year yeah and i think the the kind of the mindset for this event is okay you know obviously these guys are uncommitted uh but it doesn't mean that there's not an opportunity right and so that's where you kind of focus on all right these guys might you know be good Division two, Division three, NAIA, JUCO ball guys, uh, you, you know, and so when you start thinking about it through that lens, it, uh, you know, really helps identify where those guys fit. And, uh, you know, one of, one of the guys that, that was there um, is uh, Charlie Morse at a Cathedral Catholic, the, the 2024 uh, outfielder first baseman. And, and Joey, I got, I got to tell you, man, I, I really like this guy. Uh, for a number of reasons, um, you know, the effort is there. We saw he, he hit a missile to shortstop that forced an error because he was busting it down the line. Um, and then, you know, the next next at bat, he, he barreled up a, a, a curveball up in the zone and drove it into center field for a base hit. And, uh, you know, we I call balls and strikes from behind the mound there. And, you know, I called a strike on a very similar pitch that was, maybe you know a baseball below where he hit this one from and just a simple pretty rhythmic swing from a left-handed bat and i mean you know there's a guy at 510 180 uh who or excuse me 160 uh who as you mentioned you know not done growing but already flashing some tools yeah with him i know you were talking about swing during the event and you know when we kind of like swings i kind of like dive into the blast data to see if you know what we see from you know our eyeballs kind of matches up and 
you know, the bat speed isn't quite there, but, you know, his rotational acceleration was there. I think he averaged 18 Gs there, which shows that he's, you know, he's sequencing well and that bat's getting to the zone pretty good. And the on-plane efficiency, you know, was probably an event high. It was 89% on-plane, which shows, you know, it's getting through the zone and staying through the zone a long way. You know, and as a as a 24, you know, if that bat speed starts to tick up, you get stronger and get into, you know, you know, stronger lower halves and stronger hands, like, that bat's going to play. And it obviously played in games. And he's one of those guys where you kind of circle, you know, like, if he gets some really good development, he can be a dude. Yeah, he, he, you know, he ran a 7.36, um, again, uh, from a 5.10-160 frame at a 72-mile-an-hour arm from the outfield. So this is a guy, I think, that's just kind of starting to, to hit his stride physically, uh, you know, and has an opportunity, a great opportunity ahead of him uh, moving forward, uh, you know, uh, as an outfielder, but more importantly as a left-handed bat, you know, potentially make some noise there for Cathedral Catholic this, uh, this coming spring. Yeah, and um, another kind of, you know, similar type player, you know, maybe hasn't, you know, reached his, his full, you know, peak physically was uh, Matthew Kovac over at Lompoc High. And, you know, if it wasn't for Joshua Hurd, which, which we'll probably talk about later in this podcast, he was probably my favorite catcher that we had out on Sunday. Um, you know, he's 5'9", 145, is obviously a smaller frame, but there's some, you know, present athleticism there. You know, really has some sneaky good, you know, bat speed for his size and showed some in BP. He had two pull side homers during his round, and then he had two hard hit knocks up the middle in gameplay. So that was that was pretty standout. And then in terms of the catching, the pops weren't, you know, anything special. But I think we can both say it was the ability to put, you know, every ball in the bag. That was that was pretty standout. And you know, he had a caught ceiling in like the last inning of the game where I don't think he could have placed the ball more perfect on the bag to catch the base runner. No, I, I, I looked at the shortstop. I'm like, those are the best ones. You didn't have to do anything. He's like, man, that was perfect. And uh, you're right. And that, by the way, was 202 on the caught stealing, uh, which was his best time of the day, including throwdowns in between innings. And, you know, you talked about the two knocks, man. The the first one was a fair, uh, he barreled up, you know, a fastball that was, it was down in the zone. Uh, he, he went down and got it and got the, uh, the barrel on it. Then the next one was, uh, you know, on a slider away that he managed to pull up the middle off of uh, Tr- Tristan Usher, who we'll talk about here soon. Uh, but it was really impressive. Uh, the catch and throw is got a chance to be pretty darn special, I think, moving forward, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, after the event, I kind of looked into the, the type of year he had, at, he had at Lompoc. I wanted to see if he played varsity ball last year as a sophomore. And, you know, he had a really solid year. He had 345. With 19 hits, so he got a good amount of playing time, which you know tells you what type of player they think he is over there. And he's a player that I have circled, you know, right now. I'm gonna try to head up north to, to see a couple of games up there. I didn't get to cover that much of the, you know, the, the the Santa Barbara-ish area, and I think you know he's gonna be a player that I want to go see more of. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that that is is a name to know moving forward into this season because, again, the the bat showed itself you know more than capable against good quality pitching uh and and the catch and throw was was outstanding and you know move, moving on to to the outfield joey there's uh you know the the 23 outfield cameron leaney out of redlands east valley uh you know he certainly passes the eyeball test when you first see him uh you know at uh, again just a long lean athletic frame uh, you know, but then you, you see him moving around and you realize 
Okay, there's still some rawness to this game here, uh, but man, he's pretty freakishly athletic, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he ran the best 60 at 6.99. He was our best, you know, vertical jumper at, you know, 31-inch vert. And the way he was moving around the outfield, the way, you know, he ran, the, you know, on the base pass was, was easily standout. And, you know, the swing, you know, it's, it's a pretty raw swing. It's short and compact and, and pretty flat through. But, you know, look at the blast data. You know, he had one of the better on-plane efficiencies like Morse did. And his bat speed was above average, you know, at 72 miles per hour, which is pretty, you know, pretty solid for a senior. And, you know, there, there's some present, there's some present above average tools there where, you know, if you're in your college program and you trust your development, you can turn, you know, this athletic player into something possibly. Yeah, again, pretty pretty raw. He he also forced an error by hitting just a seed to the left side, uh, from the left side as well. Uh, he made a play coming in in the outfield where, uh, you know, he got fully extended to rob a, uh, uh, you know, for certain base hit in that situation. Uh, you know, he backed up the other outfielder, just super athletic. And, and, you know, I don't know how new he is to the game, but again, just the athleticism paired with just the raw abilities that he shows uh, are, are really intriguing. You know, he's a left-handed thrower as well. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm curious to know, you know, if he plays other sports, you know, you almost get that sense that he does. Um, you know, but just a, a really talented outfielder with an, a, an enormous upside in Cameron Leaney out of uh, Redlands East Valley. Uh, but let's move on uh, back down to the San Diego area, Joe. Uh, a shortstop out of uh, our old rival over at Hilltop High School, Benita High School. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, ADL Torres, the shortstop there at 2023, 5'11, buck 77. Uh, you know, and another guy, when you see him uh, walking onto the field, just kind of the way he carries himself and the way he backs it up, uh, you know, certainly looks the part. Yeah, I just think, you know, ADL showed, you know, solid in all different facets on Sunday. I mean, you know, started with a really solid, you know, seven one seven sixty, you know, and then in BP he showed a, you know, a direct compact stroke, you know, with decent bat speed. I believe he averaged, you know, seventy miles per hour with the bat with that, and the post impact was, you know, was pretty good as well. He averaged eighty nine on the exit velo, and his top was ninety three. You know, he even had a, you know, pull side homer mixed in there as well. And then defensively, you know, he didn't show off the the arm that much, but the glove and the footwork were, you know, definitely, you know, showed well in terms of, you know, being smooth and. You know, having fundamental actions. You know, but to me, the most you know standout thing to me was, you know, he got hit by a pitch in his second at bat of the game. It was, you know, he got hit pretty bad in the ankle. It was, you know, to a point where I had to help him off the field a little bit. You know, and I told him to, you know, sit down for an inning and tell me how he felt after. And then, you know, he got back to me after that inning and said that he wanted to, you know, head back out there. He felt good enough to go. You know, then his next at bat, you know, he drove a line drive to right field for a base hit and. You know, kind of tells you how much you know he loves the game and wanted to be out there. As you know, he could have easily you know sat out and you know kind of you know protected himself from further injury. But you know, he wants to be out there, and it kind of tells you the makeup he has. Yeah, he also was the uh, catcher on Kovacs' throw on that perfect uh, <laughs> on that perfect caught stealing. Uh, sorry, he was the, he was the sh- uh, the shortstop short there. Yeah. Uh, but he also, uh, while playing second base, started a a double play ball that really showed off his hands and his ability on the middle infield. I mean, it was just bang, bang, grabbed it and gone. Uh, and he also had an opportunity while playing shortstop uh, to 
to receive a, an attempted uh, double play ball. He didn't throw the ball because the runner, uh, you know, he, he wisely tucked the ball away there instead of drilling somebody in the head. But, um, you know, he, he made some plays defensively that really stand out. And, you know, I love that you, you pointed to his toughness there because uh, he got he got drilled pretty square on that bone. And, and I saw him hobbling off and I saw him in the dugout. And I, I really wondered if he was going to come back because, uh, again, he, he got he got drilled pretty square. Uh, but, you know, hey, he plays in a, in a really good league uh, for a really good team down in San Diego. Uh, you know, this is a guy uh, who is uncommitted right now who, I mean, if you're one of the, uh, you know, one of the local teams there in San Diego, uh, you know, you probably want to start, you know, poking your nose around there. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, moving on to another player that, you know, I, I thought really showed well, you know, with the bat was, uh, you know, Will Paxton over at Highland High School. Um, you know, he's a guy, he's a 24 and, you know, with a six foot 180, you know, frame is, is someone, you know, that kind of stands out instantly, you know, not a super athletic guy, but was a guy, you know, from an offensive perspective where you kind of go, Hey, like there's something, there's something there with that bat. And, you know, it's kind of not, you know, the prettiest of, you know, body movements in terms of the swing, but you take a look at the blast and, you know, it's a swing that really plays, you know, it, it was, it was above average in two of the three, you know, big three blast metrics in terms of, you know, the bat speed and rotational acceleration. And, you know, some noticeable hand speed as well. I think he had the best hand speed of, you know, 25 plus miles per hour there, you know, which tells you how strong his hands are. And, you know, the bat translating game, I mean, he was about, you know, two feet away from leaving the yard. He had a, you know, you know, super long fly ball, the left field that, that carried all the way to the wall and dismissed going out. And then he barreled a, a ball to third baseman that was on a line. It was a rocket. And then he just missed a ball, that hit, a fly ball that hit the center field, which is a barrel. And he told me, "Man, I just missed that." And I was like, "I know." Yeah. <laughs> so he's 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 a guy that you know with the bat. Obviously, as a 24, you hope uh, you can make those strides, you know, athletically and can get in the gym there. But the bat is, is certainly something that you know will provide him you know some potential to keep on playing past high school. Yeah, the the shot to third base was an absolute missile. Uh, and uh, I don't want to name his name, but the third baseman is absolutely lucky to uh, have been paying attention right there because otherwise, like, you know, he, he, he may be missing part of his face. But uh, the, the one that he just missed the center field, uh, that was just a really nice piece of hitting, too, because that was on a, on a curveball up, and he, he sat back. And, and, I mean, he was selling out for fastball, I think, but he managed to stay back and, and get enough to drive it over the center fielder's head for a stand-up double. Uh, so there, there's, there's, there's definitely some, some hitterish qualities there uh, with Paxton. And, and you're right. I mean, physically, he still has an opportunity to – uh, you know, do do a lot of conditioning to where he can get in, into better physical condition. Not that he is, you know, overweight or sloppy. Uh, I think he's just starting to mature physically, uh, and I think you know now is the time to really kind of hit that hit that hard because if he adds strength, then you know that ball they carry to the uh, to the outfield wall is going to be you know flying over the outfield wall sooner rather than later. I definitely agree with everything you just said there and you know <laughs> well thanks joey i appreciate yeah. that <laughs> all right <Yeah>. well, I... <laughs> 
All right, man, perfect. We're on the same page there. Yes, I think I think I think we uh, the I think the bottom line is is we we both like Will Paxton. Yeah. Uh, 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 so let us go to another guy that we both like, um, <laughs> a a left-handed pitcher out of Santana High School, uh, Dustin Allen Fox, um, six foot, a buck eighty-five. Uh, left-handed pitch pitcher, excuse me, uh, Joey. My, by my account, four-pitch mix, um, and with three of those pitches being at worst average, if not slightly above average. That's my that's my evaluation. Yeah, I think you know we both agreed after the event that he was the most intriguing arm that we had out there on Sunday. You know, it's six foot, one eighty-five pound frame. You know, and he just he just straight carved up hitters. And I, I think besides a hit by pitch and then an error defensively, I think he retired everyone he faced. Like, he caged five of the ten batters. You know, four pitch mi- mix like you said, fastball slider, curveball changeup. You know, the fastball was eighty two to eighty four, topped in eighty five. And for for all three of his his uh, secondaries, he showed he was able to throw those for strikes. You know, maybe not you know special from a you know shape and movement perspective, but. Know, being able to you know locate those for strikes you know allows you to mix and and, and get hitters off balance and you know, the fastball seemed really hard to square up too it showed some really good arm side run where you know he'd run it off the outside to miss right-handed barrels right-handed hitters barrels you know horizontally and then against left-handed hitters he'd jam it in on them and you know, get some weak contact so you know also in terms of you know mechanic standpoint it's a pretty clean you know, overall delivery, he works loose and in rhythm to the plate. And, you know, he worked really fast and had a great tempo where, you know, hitters never felt that they themselves could really get into their own rhythm in the box. Yeah, he, he was he, he was outstanding, Joey. Five strikeouts, three ground outs, one pop-up, two guys reached on an error, and his only blemish is a hit-by-pitch and not a single ball left the infield. Um, and what, what's really cool is when you stand behind the mound there and call balls and strikes, you have an opportunity to talk to these guys and, uh, the self-awareness that he has, uh, on the, for example, on the, uh, the pop-up, um, was to the shortstop, right? Uh, you know, he left the curveball uh, up just a tick, like just a tick. And on the pop-up, he spins around and he, you know, he's looking at the shortstop and he sees me there, and once the shortstop makes the catch, he looks at me and he just says, "I missed my spot." And I was like, "Oh man, like you know that was pretty impressive because he's he's like I'm a ground ball uh, he's like I'm a ground ball pitcher." Uh, and I was kind of like, "All right, like that's that's pretty impressive and pretty self aware for for you know only a junior." Um, but he was. He, he just pounded guys. He, he pounded guys. I think the changeup has uh, potential to be a plus pitch for this guy because the movement and the action that it showed playing off a slider uh, was, was, I mean, dude, it was, it was a sight to see. And it's simple mechanically. He, you know, repeats his mechanics. It's just everything is loose. It's not stiff, um, you know, and, and, He's just really darn good, man. And you know, Santana. I presume that the Santana in San Diego. Um, yep. And you know, he does have a twin brother who's also a left-handed pitcher, Xander, who also pitched really well. Um, and and you know, these guys are uh, are are worth the drive out to Santana. Uh, certainly, um, Destin, the the uh, six foot one hundred eighty pounder or eighty five pounder, excuse me. 
yeah, you know, Santana is just a school that just, you know, always seems to have those sneaky good players. They were a sneaky good program this past year where, you know, people weren't sure what program they were going to be, and they just continued to develop these guys where you're like, oh, like, here's a here's a senior who's going to, you know, provide a lot of innings and pretty darn good innings probably this next spring. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of a guy that's going to provide a lot of innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's another left-handed pitcher, and, well, he's a two-way guy, but definitely in terms of um, just a complete – overall above average player in all the facets that he showed on Sunday was Tristan Usher. We, we kind of brought him up earlier, but over at Damien high school, it seems like a player that's going to do a little bit of everything for them. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, first baseman, left-handed pitcher, six, one, two fifteen. Uh, the first thing that you notice is obviously the size. Um, it's a pretty well put together two fifteen. still has some room, uh, you know, to clean some things up there, but, uh, it's strong. It's a big, strong frame, uh, you know. And then you see him run a seven-three-five, uh, I believe is or seven-five-three. Excuse me, uh, but it's an athletic movement. It's not stiff. It's not slow. I mean, he's athletic while he's doing that. Uh, you know, then his BP rounds were were just impressive. Uh, you know, from the left side, uh, he barreled everything. Uh, barreled everything hard. Uh, and mainly to the pull side and the center field, uh, you know, and then he got in the game and, you know, he had that big hard barrel for a uh, single uh, up to the right center field. Uh, he shows really fast hands, man. Uh, and at the plate, he's able to pull them in and keep them in. Uh, you know, but the, the other thing is, you know, like you said, two way guy. So he hopped on the mound uh, and that might be where his future lies because I mean, it was pretty darn impressive. You know, even though it was 81, 83, he's got a slider and a changeup, nothing but weak contact across the board. Uh, his athleticism plays up, as we saw on the game-ending 1-6-3 double play, uh, where he had to jump up pretty good to get, you know, get this ball that on a high chopper. Um, just a guy that I think is going to really contribute in a lot of ways to Damian. Uh, under second-year coach uh, A.J. LaMonda out there, who's, I mean, they're looking for a bounce-back year, and they've got a lot of good pieces, and, and I think uh, Tristan Usher's got a chance to be one of them. Yeah, like, like yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, like you said, there's the physicality there that you like, you know, and if you just clean some things up with the body just a little bit, you know, there's some there's a lot of things you, you'll like there. And in terms from you know more of a metrics offensive perspective like the bat speed on plane efficiency and rotational acceleration big three combo was really good i think he averaged 74 you know on the bat speed and you know 83.5 on the on plane efficiency which, which tells you where you know how that bat's working through the zone and then another thing i kind of liked was he he was hustling out of the box less i mean i think he beat out two, i think he forced an arrow one and he beat out a ground ball for for an infield base hit and it just tells you the type of player he is and in terms of a grinder and, and you know you know from a mental standpoint wanting to you know from a competitive mindset yeah you know I'd, I'd, I'd really like to dive into his uh his 10 and 30 times um because you know the 60 uh is what it is in terms of uh you know it being kind of the the number that everybody looks to uh, but that those 10 and 30 times can really give you uh, an indication of the explosiveness. And you're right. I mean, he he busted it out of out of the box every single time uh, that he had an opportunity. 
and, and it's just it, it, you're right it, it tells you a little bit about uh, about who he is uh, so I, I got it pulled up here um, oh, 1030 yeah so uh, looking at his 10 and 30s 178 and 418 uh, for the 10 178 is not bad you know I saw an article where it said uh, gave you some MLB averages and you know that might be on the high end of that but uh, um, you know, that's not bad for a big athletic first baseman. Uh, and then obviously the 418 on the 30 is pretty good as well. Uh, but, you know, he, he was he was, in my opinion, arguably the the second most uh, impressive overall performer um, at, at the event with with the first, uh, you know, the the biggest and loudest performance we had at the event unquestionably goes to uh, 23 catcher Josh Hurd. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, uh, looks like a middle linebacker, uh, and, and he hits like a middle linebacker, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Definitely the most impressive position player day out of anyone, hands down. I mean, like you said, physical catcher, you know, the 6'2", 200, there's, there's strength in the upper and the lower half. And, you know, I was a really big fan of the swing. You know, it's not like a raw, crude swing. It's a pretty, you know, pretty swing. He does a lot of things right. You know, he loads slow and early. You know, getting into his backside and you know, kind of maintains you know, that good stretch as he begins his forward move, and then you know, the hands and bat speed just go, and you know, they were well above average, um, and it kind of helped them produce those you know, event high max and ever average exit velos, you know, for the event, and you know, the bat translated into gameplay where he had three very loud barrels, which include you know, a line drive single and double to left center, and then you know, his first at bat was a line drive only live drive home run over the left field fence where you know it was a no doubt line drive home run oh. like usually the ones that are no doubt are you know long you know high shots but this one was a, a line drive where i think me and you had no doubt that was going to get over the fence and you know from a catching for the, for, run, for the record neither did any player on the field <laughs> yeah i mean you know everyone I mean, it, it, it was so. ooze and oz it, yeah. it was it was ooze and oz when he hit that thing yeah, and you know, from a catching perspective, you know, he had he also had the the best pop time of the day, you know, 1.96, and you know, the arm kind of carries that pop time as it's you know, a, you know, it's a pretty strong upper 70s arm, and you know, I I even think there's room to improve those those yeah. times. I think we were you know talking about that after the event, as I don't think he's nearly as quick as he can be in terms of you know his footwork and his his arm and exchange, but you know, overall it was a very impressive day for him and. You know, he showed some present tools and a definite, like a definite ability to continue playing, you know, baseball past high school. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, the the thing about the arm is that it, it's a huge arm. It's it's a really really big arm. But you're right. It it can it can improve in terms of the quickness of the exchange, maybe the quickness of the feet. Um, I had him as his best time and during throwdowns in game as a one nine four, and as high as a two oh one, and we had him one nine six during the workout portion as you mentioned. Um, the the home run was was interesting because it was a first pitch slider that was up, and I think the pitcher had a little bit of confidence in that pitch because he got a strikeout looking on the same pitch to the guy before. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we added, uh, you know, Josh there at the last guy to hit that inning. Uh, and, and then he gets that slider up and he wasted no time. But <laughs> if you go back, 
if you go back, Joey, and watch the video on the double, uh, I think you tweeted it out. Uh, you can see how he pulls his hands inside the ball on a fastball in, and that tells me about everything I need to know about him as a hitter um, because his ability to be able to recognize that and be able to execute that for a double into center field, uh, you know, that speaks incredibly well of his abilities as a whole. Um, you know, th- he's just... He was really, really good, um, and, and you know, again, looks like a linebacker. So I, you know, I don't know if he plays other sports or not, um, you know. But this guy has a chance to, uh, you know, be pretty damn special. Not only this year for Valley Christian, uh, but for uh, you know any college moving forward in the future. Yeah, for sure. And just want to give a quick shout out to to Blaine Clemens, our NorCal director. I mean, he he was a guy that was you know. He wanted to be at the NorCal and committee games last week, and you know Blaine just didn't have room for him. And you know, good on Blaine to to, to send him down this way to, to get us to see, have a look at him, and, and give him some exposure, which you know he deserved all of it that we gave him. You know, we're going to continue to give him these next couple of weeks in terms of our post-event stuff. But just want to give a quick shout out there because if we, you know he hadn't, you know, told Josh he can come down to our event down in Fullerton, we might have never seen him and never known how you know, good he was and all of his abilities. So yeah, well, well yeah, well, if you're going to do that, you know, kudos to Josh and his parents for making the trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. That as well. That as well. You know, I mean, the, the, thank you for, for coming down and letting us uh, see that because uh, that was a treat um, for sure. And, and, you know, he's a guy that you'll probably see uh, making a move in our, in our updated rankings coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll have the 23s, then the 2026s, then the 2024s, then the 2025s coming out in that order uh, starting here in a couple of weeks. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And, and Joey, again, another another good uh, another good event. And, uh, you know, always fun to be able to recap these with you. So appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Les. Always a pleasure. I'd like to thank you all for listening to the FDR podcast today. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and event information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.